0: Hey, friends, welcome to the happy hour, Jamie Ivy, I'm your host, Jamie, and we have a great show today. I want to let you know, this is actually our last show of the year. And you're thinking, well, there's another week in the year, Jamie. Well, you're right, there is, but we're taking next week off. In fact, the office is closed. There's no shows coming out. We're giving you a break. Use that break to catch up because there are some great shows that you might have missed this year. But today is our very last show. And I sat down with a special friend of mine. Her name is Vivian Mabuni. She's been on the show before. Uh, she's fact was on the show episode 59. She was episode 59 and now we're at episode 550. Well, Vivian is coming on for two reasons. Number one, because we love her and she is amazing. has has great things to say and I really, really enjoy her um, as a leader and as a friend. But also I would like to announce that Vivian's podcast called Someday Is Here is joining our podcast collective. So Ivy Media Podcast is a collective of podcasters. We've got some great shows there and Vivian is now one of them. We are so excited and Vivian's show is launching in 2023, but today I wanted to talk to her about it. I wanted to ask her all about her show, why she does her show, why it matters. I love so much and there's a part in the show today where she says, There are parts of God's character that go missing when we don't have everyone represented. And that is what Vivian wants to do. Her show is created for Asian American Pacific Islander people. We talk about that today in the show and ask her why and how and all the things. And then we're going to play a clip from her new podcast that comes out in 2023, her new season, I want to tell you this too. She already has some episodes that she's released. So this is not a brand new show. You can go listen to her show right now. Go find her show wherever you listen to podcasts. Look up Someday Is Here by Vivian Mabuni. Friends, we have enjoyed every single show that we put out this year. It feels sad and weird that this is our very last show of 2022, but I could not think of a better way to end the year. Friends, we love you. We are grateful that you listen to the happy hour. I say that with all sincerity. We are so grateful that you show up every single week to listen to our show. We always love to hear from you. You can send us an email, jamie at jamieivy.com. We'd love to hear um, what's going on in your world, what you're loving, and we're so grateful that you've been here with us this year. And we cannot wait for what next year holds. In fact, The first episode of 2023 is with my friend Jackie Hill Parrot. You do not want to miss that one. All right, friends. Here's my conversation with my friend Vivian Mabuni. Uh, Vivian, welcome back to the happy hour. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. So you were one of my very, like, you were episode 59 like that's like double digits that's early that over was here at the happy early. hour i mean yes. we're in like 500 oh stuff now Oh my
1: goodness it's been a time
0: so you were number 59 and i met you at the if gathering mm-hmm. and we were on a panel together we were on a panel we did if equip videos together i remember that it was really so fun. much those fun days yeah okay i want to give everyone a little recap you were on episode 59 which was in october of 2015 and wow. here we are october of 2022 wow isn't that crazy? We talked about your work with crew. We Mm -hmm. talked about fear. We talked about cancer. We talked about Mm -hmm. how your friends walked alongside you in your cancer journey. uh, Because just a year earlier, you had released your first book, Warrior Mm -hmm. in Pink, a story of cancer community and the God who comforts. Mm. So that was our first thing. Yes, which I was looking back at it yesterday, I was thinking about talking to you. And we talked about me having a fear mm-hmm. of cancer. I remember that, and I had a scary thing. Mm-hmm. I've had another one since then. Wow. And I consistently think of you, literally, oh. when I walk through that and remember that conversation that you and I had. Mm. Does that feel a long time ago for you? It does. It feels
1: like a lifetime ago.
0: Do you ever still fear?
1: Yes, I do. I do. Okay. I think there's. I think it's probably similar to grief that it's not linear. It's more circular, yeah. so it just it circles back, and there are times that I am taken aback, um and brought back to certain places. So I I, I realize that this uh, smells oh. can trigger different memories or places or songs. So there are still worship songs that I can't listen to because it, they were what you listened to mm-hmm, then. Exactly. That's so what helped me get through that time? I it's kind of it I, brings I it back. It. Yeah. So I haven't had a subway sandwich since then because I had them every chemo appointment, and so now I associate it with chemo. And and there is a smell at a subway store. A, yes, <laughs> that is for so sure. yes, so the smell and that, yeah, that taste. It's really interesting. It's interesting. I don't think I have.
0: I don't think I've shared this publicly, but um, last fall I had a, a routine mammogram mm-hmm. that led to another mammogram plus an ultrasound oh wow that Jamie. led to a meeting in a room with a person oh. and it was like i remember i had aaron come with me to that mm-hmm. second one because i was like this just feels weird and then they took us in this room and i was like this is not i've never been in a room before yeah and they and then i end up having a biopsy you did the biopsy i had a biopsy oh, and it was just those are scary days of waiting yeah and the you go all the way to, well, I guess this is part going to be part of my story. And praise God, like it was, it was nothing, and I just had a follow up in May, and everything's fine. But I really do think about you, Vivian, mm. in those moments because you've been like this warrior, and I, I don't mean that in a in a weird way, other than like you proclaimed the truth of the gospel and mm. the comfort that God brought you with that, and it was really helpful for me, even in that mm. like unknown. For a couple of weeks of not knowing what a biopsy is going to say. Yeah. And there's a lot of people
1: that that's happening to them. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, it's that true. I know. And it is. It's a little bit surreal because I think life just stops. And in that moment, it's everyone else's life keeps going. But for each of us in that waiting po- point where life really just stops. mm and it just gives us a different viewpoint.
0: So that was 2015 that you were on. And then you came back in 2019 for episode 251. Wow,
1: 251. <laughs> that's like a big jump. And then we went from like, I think we did a Zoom call. Oh, I sure. remember being in my, my one of my little rooms in my house and talking with you over that one. And then I came to your little tiny house. Yeah. And that was really fun. I know. That and is today? that was really fun, and today you're at the Ivy Media offices, wow. it's, which is it so smells great. really good in here too. It oh, looks yay. so good, but it also smells so good. Oh. <laughs> uh, when you were
0: on in 2019, we talked about this idea of embracing God when He says no. Mm-hmm. Walking through that, we talked about this mantra of yours of open hands, willing hearts, which was a book of yours also that came out in July of 2019. And so, it's been really fun to watch God use your pain and suffering and your open hands willing hearts Mm -hmm. uh, throughout these years and so welcome back again I'm excited for what we're going to chat about today yes it's good to be back okay first of all I just want to give an update you told me you started to tell me this story before we started to talk on the air and I said no wait just a minute we were talking about (laughs) COVID because we're still as much as it often feels like it's behind us it's not all always behind us and there are still people who are suffering um and i was telling me that i said have you ever had covid because i feel like i ask people that question all the time like have you had covid and i'm always looking for the one person who's like i've never had covid
1: um and they're out there but they're very few and far between one of them is my oldest son and my my daughter never have had it never have had it okay so i've had it twice
0: wow um i don't think one i even shared like (sighs) with the world which is fine because it's my business
1: sure and all the things but Something really sad happened this summer. Oh my summer. gosh, devastating. So, my husband and I avoided COVID for two and a half years, and I came down with COVID the week of my son's wedding. Oh my gosh. And then my husband tested positive the day before, and we missed our son's wedding. And so, we had, st- and we were planning to have, you know, 70 people in our backyard for the rehearsal dinner. And we hadn't seen my husband's side of the family since before COVID. Oh at my God. My husband's dad's memorial service. That was the last time we were all together. My sister had not seen my parents since before COVID, and everyone was coming in town. And so we thought, well, at least I could be on the second floor and we could disinfect the downstairs, and it's in the backyard anyway. So my husband's friend um, smoked 78 pounds of brisket. And, you know, I had friends picking things up. And we were still going to go ahead with it. I was just going to watch from the second floor floor window. And the morning that my husband went to go pick up the brisket, he's like, I feel kind of tired. And he tested positive. So we ended up zooming in our toasts for the reception. And then my daughter ended up dancing the mother-son dance with my son. And I watched on zoom sobbing and they were crying through the whole thing too. And it was such a mix of absolute disappointment and joy because the most important part was that they were married and we love, we love my new daughter-in-law and you know, but it was just so heartbreaking. So what a clash. So yeah, so much loss. So
0: heartbreaking, so much loss and everyone has things like that. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people have, you know, loss of people and so we always want to be really aware of that if you don't know it guys i'm a texas girl through and through i've lived here most of my life i was born here and i love traveling here's why i love traveling throughout texas because it has a vast landscape of cultures regions destinations and activities which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences But you know how long have you been married?
1: Thirty-one years.
0: I've been married twenty-one. Wow! And I was thinking back at how devastating that would have been on my wedding day, mm-hmm. and now it'd be a fun story, and it yeah. would. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so the underlying thing is like in fifteen years, like it's okay, it'll be okay, which yeah. is not much soothing for
1: now. For you're still, now, I'd so still sad. come to tears with it. But it has been a bridge to a lot of people because of. The loss that we've all dealt with, whether it's how we thought graduations would go, or even the birth of children, or um, employment, or the end of employment—you oh, yeah. know—I mean, there's just we are all dealing with various levels of grief and loss. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that as a believer, it's trying to hold intention that I can feel all the feelings that come with that, while at the same time also choosing to trust God. And yeah. a fun thing that happened that we didn't realize until after my son and his new wife had come back from their honeymoon was that they had a friend who I think somehow through their their youth group now college group post college group they still game together and so a roommate's friend ended up becoming part of their little posse of Uh gamers and ended up coming to the wedding and he was so moved by the toasts and seeing our family loving each other through such disappointment and he messaged my son and said you know i didn't ever think that siblings could love each other like your siblings love you and um for parents to love their kids and stuff it it caused me to reach out to my parents who had been estranged from and that night at midnight he had called them and they had reconciled and then he called his um brother who had mistreated him growing up and um they got things right with each other. He said, you know, I should have been protecting you instead of hurting you and wow. asked for forgiveness. And they reconciled. And it was just like, I think we don't realize that people are watching. Mm. And how we choose to love and move through hard times, it really, you just never know who's watching and how that will impact and then, and affect other people. That is so, so good, Vivian. Thank yeah, you so, for sharing that. Yeah, so that's oh my like gosh. that one sliver that I'm kind of holding on to. Yeah. Like in the midst of the disappointment, right. it's like, God, if you have a bigger purpose that I don't see and I don't understand, I still want to be mm. here for it and all here for it. And there are so many, we have more questions than answers yeah. always, but God's purposes will be accomplished. And I think we can choose to stay in an angry place or we can choose to open our hands and just say, okay, God, I will trust you. Even when things don't go the way I wanted." Yeah, I, I got to trust that you have a purpose that I, that I don't understand, I don't see.
0: It's so good. And I think everyone, COVID aside, just in life, mm-hmm. is walking through, this is not how I thought this was going to be. Yes. And so what do we do here? And, you know, you talk about those that open hands and willing heart mm-hmm. and how do we walk through um and really, letting God do what He needs to do yeah. in our worlds. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> so it's yeah. it is like the the bittersweet, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and how beautiful yeah that is. Yeah. And and you might not have chosen to not be at the wedding had God been like, okay, I'm gonna give you an option, Vivian. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been I want what I want. Sure. And look at what God did in yeah. spite of that.
1: And sometimes we don't get to hear the stories, right. but How kind when of God when we do. Yeah. And we realize okay, there was other purposes that i didn't know of that were happening so
0: well i'm sorry you missed the wedding thank you i'm I'm really happy for the outside stories of what was going on and i'm really happy for a great wedding and a great daughter-in-law i mean you know that at the end of the day that's that's what you're that's what you're you're wanting anyways well i am so happy to have you back and this is super exciting because obviously i love you and i love chatting with you but also You have a podcast, and everyone listening, I know you love podcasts because you're listening right now, and so you've been on a journey with that podcast, Mm -hmm. and in fact, your next season is launching um, in just a couple weeks. We'll let everyone know when that's happening, but it is season four that you're going to be launching for the Someday Is Here podcast, Mm -hmm. and you're actually launching it on Ivy Media Podcast. So we're so happy to have you and so exciting, but I want to talk about your your story with your podcast yeah. a little bit. So first of
1: all, introduce Someday Is Here. What yes. What is your podcast? So Someday Is Here is a podcast for Asian American Pacific Islander, AAPI leaders, and it's really a podcast for, uh, for that community talking about how our Eastern worlds and our Western worlds, the nuance and the... The intersection of our faith and how that impacts our leadership and how we do life—like that's the gist of it. It's also, I think, a great resource for non-Asians. I was going to ask, like, yeah, how, what is that? Yeah. yeah, to be able to listen. In fact, I was at an event where we were doing introductions, and a young man um, who's white, you know, millennial pastor. Uh, when I were, when I was going around, he goes, "Wait, you're Vivian Mabuni? Do you host the Some Days Here podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I subscribe to it." And I'm like white male pastor who knew you know so i don't know who all is listening to it but it's really been a joy to have a place that you know there's so much that can be learned through just the listening in on a conversation it's a safe place Um, we talk about historical facts we talk about culture and asian american is a very broad term Um, there are so many different iterations of what it means. There's East Asian, but there's Southeast Asian and South Asian. There's also the story of the transracial adoptee, which is different than, you know, those who are born into an -hmm. an ethnic community. And so there's just a lot to unpack there. And there's not a lot of resources. And so um, for me growing up in a predominantly white environment in Colorado, I was always looking for, you know, someone who looked like me or Mm -hmm. someone who Uh, did the things that I had hoped to do, but I didn't see anyone anywhere. So a lot of it is really my own journey of wanting to see representation and the joy of platforming other AAPI leaders. And so that's some days here. And so, you know, we launched it uh, just back in 2019, 2020-ish, and had three seasons and chose to kind of keep it really open, like society and culture, the genre was very open. I'm obviously a devoted follower of Jesus, but wanted it to be a place where a lot of people could just come and listen and Mm -hmm. learn, and the majority of my guests were believers as well, Mm -hmm. and um, it was, I think, a helpful spot where people felt validated. During the holiday season,
0: we all spend time and effort finding the perfect present for our family members. Nothing beats seeing your kid's face light up when they open a gift from you. I want to tell you about Irma, a woman in Colombia who wanted so desperately, as every parent does, to make her daughter's Christmas memorable, but she didn't have the money. Then Compassion stepped in. Irma's daughter is now sponsored through Compassion International, and that sponsorship is a huge answer to prayer. Compassion works through the local church to provide food, clean water, education, medical attention, and above all else, Jesus. The church makes sure there are gifts for every child and that each child learns the true reason for the season. We need you to sponsor one more child today. For only $38 a month, you can make a huge difference. Will you help a mother provide for her family this Christmas? Go to compassion.com slash Ivy Media to sponsor. Go to compassion.com slash IVEY Media. I love it so much and when you listed about all of the different people who could be a part of this community, it feels like a real heavy I don't want to use the word burden by any means. It feels like a very heavy mantle
1: hmm. for you to
0: carry. Do you feel that in saying this is a co- I want to develop conversations to help AAPI leaders and underneath that I feel like there's a hundred subtypes that can <laughs> go underneath that. Do you feel pressure from that
1: mantle to help and represent everybody well? I think not so much pressure as much as really wanting to do right okay. by the mm-hmm. different communities yeah. and to really recognize because we start off with, as Asian American mm-hmm. and then realize Pacific Islanders are part of the story as well. Although some Pacific Islanders would not would rather not associate with Asian American because the stories are so different. Yeah. But I'm married to my husband is native Hawaiian Pacific uh, Islander yeah. and there's there is there are some similarities mm-hmm. and so there are places where we do connect and recognize the um, the the we over me, mm. uh, which if you watch Little League Baseball, um, Hawaii took it all, the World Series. It was so exciting. But their whole posture was we is greater than me. Yeah. And that's such an Eastern value. Uh-huh. You know, It's a collective. It's the we. Um, it's not the Western individualistic me. Um, posture. So uh so yeah so it's more just wanting to do right by those communities, really wanting to uh represent and knowing that I won't be able to hit everything or everyone. So really I've just been asking friends yeah you know to come and, on and, yeah, and to come have on those conversations. And, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh there was a podcast that I used to listen to. I don't anymore by no other reason other than it's just time. You mm-hmm. know I still love this podcast. Um But they would say, this is for black women. Yes. And they would say, you're invited to sit and listen. Yeah. And I loved it so much because I could be like a little outsider. Mm -hmm. I feel like I I went into someone's living room and they were having a family discussion. Yeah. And they invited me to hang out in the back and listen. And it was so helpful for me. And that's how I feel your show is as well. Yeah. Is that you're having a family dinner. Yeah. And you're like, anyone else is welcome. Definitely. Just come in and listen. And it's been such a helpful tool for me. Yeah. Um, I have two questions i have a lot of questions but we'll start with these two (laughs) when you're doing your show what is your hope for asian american pacific islander people because it's not just for women Mm -hmm, leaders mm -hmm. uh, what do you want them to get out of your show like what is
1: the goal for them i think the goal is several fold one would be that they would really feel seen Mm -hmm. and validated in their experience and so it's kind of that me too like I deal with this as well I I would hope that what's talked about would be helpful to translate into their specific spheres so really what does it look like to be a believer to be an Asian American leader for uh, those who work in predominantly white spaces how do we navigate um, what we're taught at home as far as our communication style and then learning to have to insert ourselves which is very western Mm -hmm. um to promote ourselves which feels very awkward and uncomfortable uh so even some equipping and some learning and really kind of learning more and celebrating so i I, my hope would be that the listeners would feel like they could hold their head a little higher Mm -hmm. like wow we have contributed tremendously to society and to the church and those stories just haven't been heard and so recognizing that can you, do you have any demographic stats mm-hmm. about? Can you give me some of those? Because I'm wondering, like,
0: I've heard you say before that the AAPI community is very underreached. Yes, and so give me a little bit about what we're, what's going on here in America, and why why is this community so underreached?
1: What what do we have? Here? Yeah. Well, so I think it's. I mean, there's a whole bunch with that. Um, like historically in the U.S there have been some real injustices done mm-hmm. against the asian community. so in 1882 the chinese exclusion act took place. usually it's just a small paragraph in our history books, but you know, we have the um, japanese incarceration during world war 2, again, just another paragraph. Mm-hmm. and we forget that there were chinese immigrants that came during the gold rush, who fought in the civil war, who, you know, but we don't we realize that there's been that many decades of mm. no immigration allowed, the only specific people group and so we wonder like why why is it that way and the, you know to have people who are immigrants like I can have I can be standing next to a Norwegian gal who recently immigrated, but she is seen mm. as American, uh, whereas I was born in Wisconsin, and <laughs> people would still still to this day would be like, you know, what country are you from? Right. Where are you really from? Um, you know, so there's a perpetual foreigner issue mm. going on as well, and I think that that's why there's just not a lot of representation. Um, we've seen, you know, just growing up, I think slowly we're starting to see some changes in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, predominantly um, this is not the story that's told. Yeah, very under. Um so
0: represented. Yes, very underrepresented, right.
1: and that's why representation matters. Yeah, it does. I love my sweatshirt yes. from you that says Sundays "Representation here. Matters." It does. Yeah. And do you
0: still sell those, by the way? Yes, we okay, do. Okay, we'll link to them because you and guys we need got them. got the
1: cute little dumpling hat. Mm-hmm. So cute. Oh, yeah. Representation yes. does matter, but it does matter, and it really something shifts in the heart of people when they see someone that looks like them. Mm. So I still have people come up to me, usually Asian American women, but even some men. Sometimes with tears in their eyes, like, you are the first speaker I've ever heard give a keynote talk at a conference like this. Wow. And this is in 2020, yeah. 2021. I mean, it matters. And I think we forget that. So that's why I'd love to elevate as many voices. You know, it's interesting. Um,
0: what was the movie that I believe it was Pixar just released with the big red bear? Turning Red. Turning Red. Yes. Was it Pixar? I, it I don't Pixar. really care. Okay,
1: It was Pixar. Um I
0: remember I was having a conversation with a group of women. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say there were five of us. Four of us were white mm-hmm. and one was Asian American. Yes. Okay, So we're having this conversation. This movie comes up. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my daughter and I was on my computer. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I wasn't paying that much of attention. <laughs> sure. Um, I felt really embarrassed for the way I handled that conversation. Mm-hmm. I, should, I think that I, pro- I, I know that I apologize to this woman later. But I was like, I didn't even love it. I didn't get it, all the stuff. And she said, and she got tears in her eyes when she talked about it. Yeah. and sh- It makes me kind of cry right now. I and mean, she said, I felt so seen. Yes. I felt so representative. Yes. And I literally was like, it was a moment where I was reminded of my privilege. Mm. Because you know me, like I care about representation. Yeah. Like sure, It matters yes. to me. I love elevating yeah. people. And then there was my privilege, shining mm. bright, where I didn't even stop to think. Yeah about what this movie might have meant to her. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a really good slap in the face mm. for me and I can I love sharing that publicly because yeah. it is just this thing of like man, I just I am someone who cares and yet still
1: the and yet lens. still yes. the
0: lens is yeah. still there because yeah. I was born with this lens. Yeah. And so that was a hard moment for me, but really
1: good. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think there's, I think there was a moment when Crazy Rich Asians came uh-huh. out, and that was the first movie where there's no kung fu, <laughs> um, a really good looking leading man, leading woman. And I remember when my Asian friend said, "I think this is what all the white people feel like all the time. Like all mm-hmm. the movies have yeah. really good looking white people yeah. as me, the stars. Afters, as yeah. the, you know, usually the Asian is the sidekick." the butt of the joke, and usually dies in the action movie within the first scene. Mm. You know, it's just like, yeah. so all of that communicates something. And I think about the kids that are growing up and what they're seeing, and it's it's time. Mm. Someday is here. Someday is here. Yeah. This, is that where the title came from? Well, okay, so the title came from driving home on New Year's Day by myself, New okay. Year's Eve, Going into 2019 thinking, oh, my goodness, the book is coming out. God, I'm all yours, worshiping. And this huge RV drives in front of me on the fast lane. And I'm like, what in the world? So I'm looking, you know, and I look up and it says someday is now. And I'm like, huh. And there was a big Christian fish symbol. And I'm like. I look up at the sky really Lord! So i wrote it in my bullet journal and decided and then in another post it said podcast uh-huh. you know so it was just this whole thing so i it originally was someday is now and then i received a cease and desist letter from someone that had taken that name for a coaching thing yeah. or i don't know so we turned it to some days here which actually yes. i love more mm-hmm. because the initials for some days now is sin mm-hmm. huh. oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so some days here is really um yeah it's just this this moment where I, I think we always talk about well someday well someday and it's like no it's here it's now
0: my second question was what is your hope for I, I guess I'd say white Americans or would it be anyone mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. is not Asian what is your hope for all of us listening
1: oh I think to to learn and to celebrate and to recognize um yeah we're not we we are also part of the story and have Great insights that I think the church needs, our society needs. But, you know, all of us coming together reflect accurately right. who God is. Mm-hmm. And so even as we study the Bible together, even as we interact with, you know, culture and this cultural moment, I mm-hmm. just think we are just better when we're learning from one another. So yeah. I, my hope is really that, you know, the non-AAPI audience would really um, – come away appreciating and recognizing and and beginning to shift that lens where it's like, oh, I'm not centered right now. Mm. This other community is being centered, and that's good and right. Yeah. And I think that that's um, just a beautiful picture of, you know, there are parts of even God's character that go missing when mm. we don't have representation.
0: Yeah. I think one of the greatest things that has been probably one of the greatest gifts in my life over the past 10 years is meeting so many people that help me diversify mm. my, my knowledge, my information. Um, and that's something I still have to consciously think about a lot, you know. And so I think I want to just speak to anyone who's not Asian American right now and say, like, this is good and needed mm-hmm. for you to diversify who you're hearing from. Yes. And you may think like, well, Vivian loves Jesus. I'm going to hear the same thing from Vivian that I'm going to hear from Jenny. And, and you might hear the same thing about the gospel, but you need to hear from an Asian American mm-hmm. woman because mm-hmm. it matters. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage everyone. A, I want you to listen to her show, obviously, but bit even bigger than that, like diversify the people that you're putting in mm-hmm. your ears and that you're putting on your eyeballs on and that you're learning from because it really does matter. Yeah. Um, And I mean, the example I just shared of of having that moment. Yeah and that i'll never forget that moment mm. and, it, and it realized like oh this matters yeah okay so little mermaid has a new um what do you call the movies when it's real people a
1: live action animated live action movie it's a real person it's not a pretend it's not mermaid. a cartoon it's not a cartoon yes
0: <laughs> and it's a black woman mhm Hallie Bailey like
1: Beautiful. Yes, she's stunning.
0: And I have seen so many of my black friends celebrating yes, online. Yes. And I'm celebrating with them. Yeah. Because yeah. it
1: does matter. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you think of your daughter's story. Yes. And just what that means to her to see, you know... and to see someone who looks like her Mm -hmm. with the same skin tone. And that's honestly, for me, I didn't have Mulan growing up, Mm -hmm. but when Mulan came out, I mean, that's my avatar on, on our Disney plus it's that's me. Uh (laughs) So, you know, just having that, but so few. So if you think about all of the Disney princesses for all of time, you know, there's just not a lot of the percentages low. Yeah. But I'll just read a few AAPI graphics, but the Asian American population, um, is one of the highest, um, and according to Pew Research, between 2000 and 2019, the Asian, um, the population uh, grew in the U.S. by 81%. Wow. Yeah, so it's projected that um, it will reach 46 million in the U.S. by the year 2060. So it's it's fast-growing, and um, I, I really hope that we would be not, Reactive, but proactive mm. in being able to learn and embrace and celebrate. Yeah.
0: Now, I know you have had taken a break with your podcast. Mm-hmm. So you have – we're out to release season four on yeah. Ivy Media Podcast, which we're super excited about coming alongside you with that. But that means you've had three seasons. Yeah. And then you took a break. Long break. What happened? In, what, what, what was the break from? What happened? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So we were – so we had the podcast going. We had had some pop-ups where, you know, I was – Adding on to any time I was traveling and speaking that wherever there was a city that had a lot of Asians in it, we would just meet together and connect and um, had a live event that was incredible. All of the speakers came on their own dime. Wow. Like they literally flew in, found their own hotels for the sole purpose that there was nothing like this Mm. out there for any of us, you know, Mm -hmm. so had the most amazing time. And then COVID happened. So we decided to move it to a virtual event and I literally texted about 30 um, AAPI women that I knew. And within an hour or two, 90% of them had texted back without any details like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, let's make this happen. And so, especially in this past year since COVID, the anti Asian hate crime is just, you know, uh, just unmatched as far as percentage wise of how much anti Asian hate has been. Do um, you think it's from COVID? Well, I think that there there has been like misinformation. That's what I mean. Mis- it's like yeah. Well, you know, it's like when people use the term like "Kung Flu" or "China Virus" in association with COVID, it hurts my community and even people who aren't. And it's dumb and ignorant and wrong. Yes, I'll just say that it is. That I'll and say it's, it. And it's hurtful. Yeah. And so people who are not even who've never stepped foot in China are being harmed mm. or. Um, yeah, bullied, harassed, all these things, and so it's been a very and then when someone in leadership says, I mean, in mm-hmm. leadership
0: says that, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. That is,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so whenever I have the chance to communicate that, it's like it it hurts my community, and it's not until we have a relationship with someone who we can actually hear that because mm-hmm. it's easy to go through our lives if we we don't have proximity. If you didn't have the one Asian friend and she wasn't in that conversation about turning red, you would have just continued with exactly. your yep. perspective. But to have someone come in and say, "I'm worried about my my parents going." to the grocery store now yeah. my parents are worried about their granddaughter mm. you know I mean we literally are walking around in a fear that we didn't have before it's almost like mm. if you picture if people who had blue eyes were always being targeted just for the fact that they had blue eyes they had no control over the color of their eyes right. and yet they're being singled out and having acid thrown on mm. them because all of a sudden because blue eyes are. everyone would say that's wrong right and so in this so we begin to dehumanize mm. people who are made in the image of God. And so I think I have a greater understanding for my black brothers and sisters who have had to in, live through endure, and yeah. endure, you know, and and the conversations that parents have to have mm. about driving while black. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a real um tangible for me and my community now fear that we have that we didn't have before. So anyway, the hope was that we could all come together and, um, you know, I had invited my personal friends and my friends range broadly in their views, theologically and otherwise. Um, yeah, in every department. And even in, mm-hmm. in, in my own family, we have a wide range, even in the same family. And my husband and I don't even agree on We have like two different phones. Like yeah. I have the iPhone, he has an Android, and we <laughs> read different versions of the Bible. And, you know, we just, we're different. In, I understand a lot of different I don't know how you function with iPhones and Androids together. You've always, like, got, that green. You've always just, got that green going. I know, the green's going. And we've had conflict because, yeah. you know, my husband's like, you didn't text me the photo again. And I'm like, I, you know, it's, <laughs> you yeah, know, and you don't use never and always, but we sure there did. You go. There you go. <laughs> and we actually speak up marriage. Uh-huh. Which is we have a lot of fresh illustrations, but all that to say is that um, you know a, a major difference that happened ended up causing the whole event to kind of fall apart. Mm. We had to postpone it, and it was really, really. So painful. the event did not happen. It ended up getting postponed. Okay, um, but we had already taped all the content and done all these all the work ahead mm-hmm. of time, and we we're excited to launch. And it just, um, I have to say. Apart from crying with my son when I got diagnosed with COVID, like we literally for 15 minutes just cried yeah. on the phone. Um, the only other time I can remember crying so hard was mm-hmm. when all of this was co- going down because it was so painful. And I think there's there had been there's been so much division mm. during these years yeah. um, in families and in churches and in our country. Um, so much polarization, uh, and so. And cancel culture is alive and well and unfortunate. Um, I was just heartbroken. Um, yeah. I felt like I had built this little sandcastle and it just got stomped on, mm. and it really shook my leadership, to be honest. And so I really needed to take a break because I just wanted to quit. Yeah. And you know, and I had you know, with a previous podcast, had you know, paid for all of it out of pocket yeah. mm-hmm. just for the vision. And in mm-hmm. the same way that those speakers that came to that first live event. Paid for their own yeah. way, you because know, because they believed in it so much. Because they believed in it so much, and so then I was ready to, to just pitch it, and then that's when Ivy Media, Jamie, you, and Lindsay, and the team. I would just, I just feel like that was such a moment from the Lord. Like, mm. I felt like okay. He's still saying, God is still saying, yes, keep going. And I'm like, I don't know how, how do we pick this up out of the ashes? Yeah. And such a beautiful I mean, that was provision. like, a, is that like a year ago that mm-hmm. we had that conversation? Yeah. 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 And so to me, I stand a little bit, a lot of bit shocked and mm-hmm. surprised, but also delighted. Yeah. Like that's how God works, you mm-hmm. know, and it's it's just Exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all I could ask or think. So I'm thrilled to be a part of a collective, yeah. and really to not be alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the other part that it's just like we together Is are better, sh- are better mm-hmm. always yeah. and stronger. And I love all the other guests. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's just it just feels like there's a a, a beauty of sisterhood yeah. and the strength of coming together that I love.
0: I love it. Well, I I know I've already said it on this you know 30 minutes that we've been together um but i want to say it again this show matters some days here it matters and it's important for all of us believers um because proximity matters and Mm -hmm. there's this is a little bit of proximity i'm I'm going to really ask that people also through proximity is like people you can touch that kind of thing um but this is a step yeah, this is a step for you to learn and understand. And it reminds me, I mean, we had this conversation last year when you and I went down to the border
1: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with Women of
0: Welcome. And that has been a life-changing thing for me because it's yes. proximity. Yes. It's no longer a news article. Yeah. It is proximity. Mm-hmm. And even as you were sitting here sharing... I'm nervous about my parents going to the grocery store. Yeah. I have read that in news articles, but now I'm looking at my friend Vivian yes. who's saying it and it changes everything for yes. me. And so as you're listening to this, these conversations that you're going to be having, yeah. it is a small little step into a world that you might not yeah. regularly go into.
1: I think that's the beauty of the podcast world and this moment where we do have access to resources, and mm-hmm. I've talked with lots of my white friends who are like, "I don't have any Asians in my immediate circle, uh-huh. or even in my town." Yeah, you know, and there are places that For don't sure. have yeah. a lot, of, a large Asian population. But here is a resource that mm-hmm. there are books, and there are. You know this podcast now, but there are some places just to pull up a chair yeah. and to take the time.
0: You know, I just thought about this, and you mentioned earlier. There's also this whole other dynamic of Asian American transracial adoptees. Mm-hmm. How much work do you do, or what do you? What conversations are you seeing happening? And that could be, I think, its own show that right, we can have a conversation right. about. Yeah. But what are your thoughts about the, that demographic mm-hmm. of young people being yeah. raised in America? Probably mostly, I would guess, by white parents Mm -hmm. is what we're probably mostly seeing. Um, How are those conversations happening in your world?
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think one of the hallmarks that I'd like to see through some days here is that we have um, content that actually addresses the transracial adoptee. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten to know more transracial adoptees who are now adults – Being able to hear their stories and to be able to highlight their experience, I think, is so important because it's often overlooked and under-resourced again. right? So I know Be the Bridge has got some great resources for transracial adoptees. Um, Often, the story is so centered on the parent Mm -hmm. and not the child. And, you know, the child's just supposed to be grateful. And there's a whole story that comes with being the only Asian in a whole white community. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the teasing and not having anyone to navigate, and then feeling so out of place, even when with Asians, it's mm-hmm. like I look the same, but my values are completely different because I've grown up in a different culture, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, with that live event, in the front row were three transracial adoptees who were in tears for most of the conference because they had never seen Mm -hmm. representation on the stage. And here was one speaker after another who looked like them. And um, there's something that's really beautiful. So I would love that we would always have content for the transracial adoptee, for um, women in leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a challenging thing to navigate anyway for Mm -hmm. women. For sure. But for AAPI women, there's another whole layer with regards to culture and stigmas and just um, a lot of misinformation and confusion because of what we're taught and how we live Mm -hmm. and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So women in leadership and I think mental health is another area that, again, wanting to make sure that we can cover that topic mm-hmm. and yeah um yeah so I just love being able to have a space to curate mm-hmm. and highlight and um, recognize and validate and normalize yeah. some of these topics right. you know I
0: follow an Asian American man online who talks a lot about adoption mm. and I feel bad that I can't remember his name I'll put it in the show notes if anyone is listening yeah. and, and wants information about that I love it I read a book this summer too that I recommend. It's called All You Can Ever Know,
1: oh by Nicole
0: Chung. Yes, this is a memoir. Okay, and I highly recommended it. She's
1: a transracial adoptee. Is that correct? I think so. I think yes. so. because yeah. Little Fires Everywhere was also written by a transracial okay. adoptee. Then it might be the same story. Yeah, we'll figure it all out in the show notes and let you guys know. <laughs> but um,
0: I really loved this book mm-hmm. as an adopted mom. Yeah, I really loved it, um, and it also gave me a whole nother view. Yeah, because none of my kids are um, API. They're black and biracial yeah. um and i really loved it. it it was like real and raw and mm. true and also as an adoptive mom i want to hold space for my kids yeah to be real and raw and not take it personal yes and so i felt yes. like she handled that really well mm-hmm. and i want my kids to be able to say things that i don't take personal
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: things are hard for them
1: yeah yeah.
0: And there's sometimes nothing I
1: can do about it. Right. That's what I really appreciate. I had interviewed um, or talked with Shannon Martin, uh-huh. and she has adopted children of Korean descent. Yeah. And what they've done in their family is so beautiful, so intentional in terms of really, like, putting aside money in their budget to make sure that there's food that will honor the culture and, you know, things like that that I think really changes um, the, the trajectory of how that child grows up. Um, celebrating their heritage rather than wishing that they didn't look the way they did. Listen, Shannon Martin is
0: amazing. We're a fan of Shannon Martin. Yes, Vivian. Okay, I'd love to know what are you reading?
1: Jamie wants to know. Jamie wants to know. We want to know what you're reading. Um, well, I'm currently in my Bible reading in the middle of Ezekiel, and so hello, this <laughs> <It's laughs> a lot of, mm, and so therefore I need to supplement some things as well in the middle of my reading. But um, I have downloaded "Last Boat Out of Shanghai," okay, um, which is on audio. But um, you know, I'm starting to love audio books because too. I can get a lot done and also kind of disappear into a book at the same time. But I'm curious because that's my parents' story mm. that they fled. China, before the communist yeah. thing, and they they fled to Taiwan. And so hearing some of these stories that are based on a compilation of yeah. people who fled, it's really interesting with regard to history. Again, I think history is so... we When we understand history, it kind of frames things mm-hmm. in a way that we can... It helps give understanding to our now Mm. and so I. do you bring history lessons into your show yeah so we have a did you know section okay that's what i thought right and so we're that's where we highlight either historical situations or people and um just helpful information and i um, I know i've gotten a lot of really positive feedback on that because there's just like i had no idea okay set the stage um, we're gonna hear a trailer mm-hmm. at the end of the
0: show, so everyone, we're gonna
1: hear a trailer for the show. But who, who do you have coming up on season four? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about season four. So Eugene Cho, everybody loves Eugene I Cho. Love Eugene. Tiffany Bloom. I'm just like, I, I think what was so encouraging to me was the immediate response of mm. all of the people that I asked yeah. to be a part of it. So I'm excited for Bonnie Gray, who's also who's been, on, been the, on the happy yeah, hour. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. been on the Happy Hour. Um, And I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Isabel Garza. Yes, Isabel Garza. Yeah, as well. She will be on it. J.S. Park. Um, He's uh, he's amazing. So we are adding men now to the. Is uh, this new uh, for season four? Yes, this is new for season four. You're gonna love it. And we also are now switching from society and culture to Christian and spiritual because I really wanted to be able to talk really openly about our faith and how that also informs how we do life. And do you feel like making that switch? Cause you to
0: cut out some guests that you could have had.
1: You know, I at this point, the like ninety five percent of the guests that were in seasons one through three were all believers. Okay, uh-huh. so it, it it doesn't. I feel like if anything, it opens up a more robust conversation to yeah. not have to be so mindful. Right. Again, for those on a spiritual journey, I would welcome them yeah. to come and learn about God for sure um, and hear a really authentic conversation. But I also, you know, hope to have. You know, people who aren't necessarily followers of Christ on the podcast as well, if it's helpful. Because it will be helpful. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I
0: I don't mean to be weird, but I think the teachings of Jesus, they're helpful. Yes. (laughs) In just life. It was a moral life, which is there's so much more to following Jesus than that. Mm -hmm. But we also know that there's a lot of good um, from the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of Christ. Okay, now I know one thing that's new since I talked to you mm-hmm. is uh, you and your husband are on a marriage teaching uh, team. Yes. For uh, Family Life. Yep, Weekend to Remember. <laughs> Weekend to Remember, which those conferences are massive. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of how massive they were. Yep. Aaron and I did their cruise in February. Yes. And had so much fun. Yes. Really big fans of Family Life. So,
1: do you know what? When your conferences yeah. are that you're going to be on, so, people so we're going to be you? yeah in Naples, Florida. We're going to be oh, in, I want to come to Naples, Florida and yes, Lane. <laughs> and we're actually going to be doing the event that was the cruise. So this year they're taking one year break from the boat, got it, and having it on the land. Okay, and so Darren and I will be at that one as well, oh, that's and fun. that's going to be kind of the cruise with all the different elements, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be at that one, and and so yeah, and then the spring schedule is still yet to be determined, but. Uh, We have loved being a part of Family Life and just, um, I think, focusing on marriage and realizing how important family and marriage is and Mm -hmm. everyone's connected to a family. And I love what Family Life does as far as focusing on um, resourcing blended families. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have great ministry there. Yeah. And and the content is updated and team-taught now, which is really fun too.
0: Really love what they're doing there. so if they're bringing the cruise on the land make sure they have just unlimited ice cream because that's on a cruise you got to get that on the land too so like the chocolate talk to them and just let them know all the things vivian i'm so excited for season four i'm excited for what is ahead for you this next year i'm thankful and grateful that you've chosen to partner with us here at ivy media all right you guys here is a preview of season four sunday is here
1: Hi, this is Vivian Mabuni, and welcome to the Someday Is Here podcast. We are so glad you are here. Someday Is Here is a podcast for AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander leaders. In each episode, we discuss how we navigate living in both Eastern and Western worlds, and how the blend of our unique experiences influences our faith, life, and leadership. We celebrate our ethnic heritage, We learn some of our history and contributions, and we explore the challenges and opportunities of living in this cultural moment. Though this podcast is created for the AAPI community, we warmly welcome all who want to listen and learn and grow in their understanding of this beautiful community I'm proud to represent. For those of you who've listened to seasons one to three, you'll notice we've made a few changes around here. First, is that we have partnered with the Ivy Media Podcast Collective. My friend Jamie Ivy and her stellar team have warmly embraced the vision and purpose of Some Days Here, and I'm thrilled to link arms with Ivy Media to create and produce this podcast. Second, we are adding interviews with men. We are all better and gain more appreciation and understanding when we glean from the wisdom and experience of a wide range of people from different walks of life. I'm excited to add the voices of men I respect, who also hold a high view of women. Third, the previous seasons, we went broad and fell under the genre of society and culture. For season four and beyond, the podcast is shifting to the Christian spiritual genre. I desire to create a space where we can openly discuss how our relationship with God impacts all parts of life. While we as Christians all agree on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we may not all agree on all things theologically or otherwise. I think it's healthy to be exposed to various viewpoints and for us to engage and come together even in our differences. At times we may welcome a guest who does not identify as Christian, but the vast majority of guests will be people who do. And a special welcome to any listeners who find themselves on a spiritual journey. I hope that what you hear helps you in your understanding of God's existence, love, and intimate care in your life. I'm so glad to be back in the chair behind the mic hosting this podcast. We have an amazing lineup of guests for season four. You won't want to miss a single episode. So if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and each episode will magically appear every time a new episode releases. And again, welcome to some days Here.
0: happy hour with jamie ivy is a production of ivy media podcasts executive produced by jamie ivy produced by lindsey sweeney edited by angie elkins show notes by ashley minor art by jen jet barrett original music by matt graham and i'm your host jamie have a happy hour with a friend